Hello. In this podcast, I am going to talk a little bit more about the hierarchy of heaven and earth by Douglas Harding. I talked a bit about it in the last podcast and just gave an introduction, and mainly on the first chapter, but strayed to a few other things. And in this podcast, uh, I'm going to uh, just talk a little bit more about the first chapter and then go on to the second chapter, which is about uh, how we see the outside world. And uh, I suggest, if you haven't listened to the first podcast, listen to that before you go on, because I'm not going to go over all the ideas. Anyway, um, just to recap a little bit, uh, Douglas asks the question, what am I? Gives common senses response, which is, uh, I'm a person, then says, wait a minute, let me look for myself. No, I'm not a person. I'm a headless body with a world on my shoulders. So I'm hoping you've done some of the experiments and noticed that your body fades out above your chest and in above it is nothing but space for the world. And you're looking out of a single eye. So uh, you might well have done the distance experiment too. This, what is given in the single eye is, no, is not given to an object here at your center, but to know things. So there's no distance, there's, there's nowhere to measure from. So everything is given here at no distance, and Douglas calls this reflection. The contents of the center are reflected here like an image in a mirror. It's all given as if on a flat surface, there's no distance. So that's a, a major idea, is reflection. But the, the uh, idea that goes along with it is projection, reflection and projection. So when I look at my hand, although I notice it is here at no distance, yet I say that it's, say, two feet away. And when I look at the window, I say it's ten feet away. And the cloud is a mile away, and the planet, you know, much further, and so on. And uh, you, you can tell distance by just moving left to right. And the, the, things in the foreground move m much more against the things that in the background that are further away. So the world is layered and is deep. It's flat and deep. It's a paradox. It's not one or the other. It's both. It's both all here and yet all there and the center's empty. So when I am looking out, uh, then there is this region around me, a few feet away or so, where my head appears. I've lost my head at center, but I find it over there in the mirror, and my friend reports it, and the camera records it out there. And uh, further away is a region where I appear as a planet, and even further away as a star. Now, when my friend uh, registers my face over there, uh, they don't keep it, they project it back on my center and say, your face is over there. And uh, I do the same to my friend. I receive your face here and project it back on you and say, that's who you are. And this is how we become aware of who we are as people, through those around us. They pick up our appearance, which emanates out from our center, you see, evolves out. 
and by the time it's got to your friend, you, you've evolved into a person from nothing. <laughs> and then they tell you about it and, and point back at you and say, that's what you are. And you take this on board, I take this on board, I act as if I'm Richard. But uh, if they were to step further away and look at me from the other side of the valley, you know, from the town there, they would see a town over here. And this is what uh, Douglas calls the law of equality of observers, mutual observers. And uh, when I'm in your human region, you're in my human region. And if you step back and look at me from a planet, I'm, you're in my planetary zone and I'm in your planetary zone and we project these back on each other. So I become aware of the Earth here and you become aware of Mars there. And uh, when I look at a star, it's like a mirror because I know that from there I am a star and I take that on board. And so who I am, who I identify with, it, although at center I'm no thing, I take on board these projections that come at me which are elastic. They vary from an atom to a cell to a person to a planet and so on. And in everyday life we expand and contract like this all the time. You know, in, in I, I talk about myself, my family, my city, my country and so on. The law of equality. Observer and observed. Now, uh, just to remind you of this very beautiful image, I think, of a, I, I mentioned it in the first podcast from Douglas, where uh, you think of a stone being thrown in a pool and the ripples spreading out. And where the stone lands is this central nothingness at the center of yourself. And your appearance ripples out from this center. And as it travels, it evolves. It's relativity. See? It evolves as it travels. And in fact, your view out ripples out from nothing uh, into the human region, further away into you know, the planetary region and so on. You're surrounded by these, these waves, these zones of different status because stars only exist in the very far zones, you know, and planets a bit closer and humans even closer and so on. And the, when you're with someone, you're empty for them, aren't you? This is face to no face. You're empty for them. And they're empty for you. And uh, this is mutual imminence, in fact. I am in you, and then you project that back on me, and you're in me. And I project that back on you. And this is one system. You can't just have a person. A person appears in another who appears back in them as a person. It's one uh, exchange, continual exchange. So, how do we see the world? Well, Douglas presents in the second chapter the scientific story of light traveling from the sun and bouncing off your hand, say you're looking at your hand and into your eye and affecting the cells and message going to part of the brain where eventually you see, 
when eventually you see. And um, he points out there are you know, various difficulties with this. Uh, is it your hand you're seeing if what you're seeing is what your hand rejects, the color, say? And uh, what travels between your hand and the upside-down images at the back of your eye? Is it uh, little images of your hand or what? And then the, the upside-down trunken image on the back of your eye is sort of tasted or chemical reactions happen with the cells and then an electrical impulse is passed along to a part of the brain. Well, that electrical impulse isn't an image of your hand. But then eventually, apparently, you see when it gets to a terminus there. But, I mean, that means, uh, I mean, science is saying that you're, you experience the world in your head. Well, how can you know um, that what you are seeing is anything like the real world out there? All you know is what's happening in your brain. And in fact, if you, if you think about it, if you, you know, I'm, I'm looking out uh, at a wall, you know, if you're aware of your single eye now and the, sp the space you're looking out of and whatever is given in it, according to science, this view is in your head, which means for me, just on the other side of that wall is my brains, <laughs> if I take it seriously. In fact, the wall itself must be made of cells. And it, it is no, this wide, wide world, you know, including the planets and stars, is no more than eight inches across. I mean, we don't live as if it's in our head. We live as a, a copy of a real world out there that we can never know, because we can only know what is in our heads. We live as if this is the real world, and not just a copy. So anyway, there are some of the difficulties. But Douglas says, well, there's a couple of things about this. Well, first of all, uh, we do take the information seriously. I mean, this is not made up. This is science observing. And one of the things that is important about this process is that it is an unbroken train of events. So if you broke this train of events anywhere, as if the sun goes down at night so I couldn't see my hand or I put my hand in my pocket or my eye is damaged or my brain is damaged, then I don't see my hand. You've got the train of events has to go all the way from at least the sun to right, uh, you know, the, that part of your brain affecting the cells, molecules, atoms there for you to see. But uh, Douglas retells this story in a, in a way that I think makes much, much better sense. Uh, th this is uh, a story, according to science, where w one thing happens to another, you know. Uh, in a way, it's got nothing to do with you. It's just set there on the paper. You can see it. But Douglas says, actually, what is being observed here has everything to do with the scientist because it's the record of changes in the layers of your body as the scientist approaches your center. See, and, and note, and your layers are like boxes with boxes inside them. You know, you, your planetary layer has within it the geospheres and life and the species and the individual 
and within the individual, the cells, and within the in, within a cell, the molecules. These are boxes within boxes. And as the uh, scientist is approaching, they're noticing how the changes in one box affect the parts within that box. It's a whole, you know, the whole and the parts. And so the uh, light coming from the sun affects the earth, you know, and is filtered through the atmosphere. Uh, it comes to your hand, that's where now you're observing the individual. Uh, when, when it talks about the light going to your eye, then it moving closer to see the effect in the organ, moving closer to see the effect in the cells, moving even closer and so on towards the center. And, uh, of course, when they get to the center, you don't find your hand there. You find nothing at all. But it's a, a two-way process. As the uh, scientists are coming in towards your center, you see, come right to the center, turn around and look out, and uh, your, the hand you're looking at has built up to a hand in you from nothing over there. Or the person you're looking at has evolved from nothing over there into a person at your center. And the only way to see the person is to not be here, to be empty for that person. And then your appearance goes back out and appears over in them. And, uh, of course, they're empty there, because their appearance is over here in you. And um, so the scientist is, is telling... Uh, the, is giving you a record of the changes in your layers as they approach. And it's an organic uh, process. And uh, actually he describes it in quite a funny way because, uh, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, I, I need my, I see with my eyes, I need my brain to see, you see. Well, of course you do. But it's just not central. It'd get in the way, wouldn't it? And science uh, says, you know, the world is in your head. And Douglas says, well, you know, that's right in a way. The world is here, but it's not in your head. Your head isn't here. It's in your consciousness. Your head's out there in your regions. You see, it's your appearance. So the way he says it, which is rather funny, is that uh, I see what is here with what is there. In other words, if I'm looking at your... You, at your face. I've got it here. I see what is here, because it's not over there at your center. I see what is here with what is there. I see it with using my eye and my cells and all of that equipment. But that equipment is peripheral. It's my body. I keep it out there in my regions. That's, that's where it is. So I see what is here with what is there. Although in the big hierarchy, he put it the other way around, which is a lot more like Alice in Wonderland, really. Um, uh, You've got to think about it a bit. He says, I see what is not there with what, with what is not here. So I see, you know, if I'm looking at your face, it's not there, it's here. So I see what is not there with what is not here. My brain's in my eye. <laughs> it's brilliant. So... Uh, seeing is not a process between an object here and an object there and how on earth, you know, what happens, uh, how does that hand get over in here and is it anything like the real hand out there and how can I know 
what the real hand is because all I know is what is over here. Douglas saying, no, it doesn't happen like that. It's mutual immanence. You're in me and I'm in you. And then, of course, you project back what you find into to me and I do the same to you. Mutual immanence. Now, this is... Uh, uh, this observation of the changes that go on, at, uh, the relationship between the layers really, how one layer affects the others. Uh, this is uh, really um, a description of how the whole body-mind works in general. So in other words, uh, say that you notice that the condition of the planet affects the condition of the of life the condition of life affects the condition health and, and so on of the species which affects that of the individual which affects that of the organ and the cell and the molecule all the way to the center so there's that inward he calls it catabolic i think uh, process of analysis of breaking down uh, it, it, the way it functions is vertical, see, all the way to the center. But then there's an equal anabolic or uh, outward movement from the center. So, you know, from this mysterious center, you know, if I move my hand, well, before I move my hand, there's electrical impulses, and then that goes to my hand, which goes, you know, to my, that's my family, and then into my city. My The effect spreads out to the furthest regions, see. And this is how the hierarchy works. It's continually breaking down all the way to the center and continually building up from the center. So you can see that this is a, a, a different way of thinking about perception and thinking about oneself from the conventional view. And um, I don't really see it in science yet. I'm looking forward to the day when this, or something like this at least, is uh, understood and recognized. And I mean, surely it, it, it's going to sort of, uh, there's so much research to be done to see how the levels uh, fit together and uh, the processes between the levels and, uh, uh, and so on. This is just a wonderful vision of who we are, our, our place in the in the universe, or rather the universe's place in us. And here at the center, you see, one is visibly timeless and spaceless and empty. But looking out, you look out into your regions, which uh, grow in status and go back in time. The further you look, the further back you you go. Or as your body emanates out, you see, uh, it it's, uh, it travels into in, in a way in the into the future. So this is just uh, yes, mind and body. The view out, the view out is mind. The view in is body, and um, you know this makes sense of psychology's idea of the many-leveled mind and the. Personal, and then the the group unconscious, and even deeper than that, you know. Well, your mind, your view out is many leveled, 
and it corresponds with your body. Here, mind and body are just looking at the same facts from different points of view. Brings mind and body together. You see how there are so many lines of research here. So uh, I will do uh, another podcast and move on and explore other ideas. But I think that, uh, I hope that this whets your appetite for the book. And th these are just fumblings towards communicating the ideas in this book uh, in the hope that it will interest you and uh, inspire you. So thank you for listening. <laughs>